ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the gun rack, Sonoran Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I am Drew Poplin coming to you today. And we got a special treat for you today. As you can tell from the title, we are doing spooky stories for firearm owners. Whoa, ho, 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 ho. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, yeah. So basically, I've compiled uh, some spooky or you know, scary or frightening stories from uh, different message boards. I recruited the help of ChatGPT to make one. And I've made my own. I don't know if we'll get to it today, but yeah, I figured, you know, with uh, it being the Halloween season, spooky season here, just, you know, have a quick fun episode for you guys today. Now, I do want to say, I don't know what everyone's weekend plans are going to a pumpkin patch or, you know, a little festival or anything like that. But if there are any sports fans among you guys and you're looking for a sport to get into, this is a great time to do it. The Rugby World Cup has been going on now for probably the last month, maybe month and a half. But this Saturday, New Zealand, the All Blacks, which is one of the most iconic rugby nations of all time, is facing South Africa, defending champs and my boys, my Baca. They are facing off in the Rugby World Cup finals this Saturday. I'm definitely going to be watching. Um yeah, so if you're looking for something new to get into, that piques your interest. It's on Peacock. Uh, that's how I've been watching them. Yeah, so just throwing that out there into the ether, and you do with that what you will. Now, before we get into our spooky stories, let's talk about SDI real quick. So Sonora Desert Institute, also known as SDI, is an online school that helps students learn the skills and techniques they'll need to be successful. They'll need to be successful in the firearms and unmanned technology industries. SDI is accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission. That's the DEAC. Currently, we offer two programs in firearms technology. We have the Associate of Science in Firearms Technology and the Certificate in Firearms Technology Gunsmithing. So if you want more info about either of those or both of those or just what SDI is in general, uh, check out our website. It's www.sdi.edu. Again, that's www.sdi.edu. And check them out for more information. Now, on to our spooky stories. So I basically just have this thread open on shotgunworld.com. And I don't know. I'm going to read through, I guess, two of these. See if they're uh, any scary. But uh, yeah, here we go. Here's the first one from Lancer 6. Long years ago, when I was in my second or third childhood, maybe 28 or 29 years old at the time, a client ordered a special gift for me. It was a Mark V Weatherby Lefty and 300 Weatherby Magnum. Came equipped with a Weatherby 3x9, Bueller mounts, Toral Sling, and a hard case. Needless to say, I was dumbfounded. 
He had tipped off the late Jack Estes, the handloading guru of San Antonio, that he had ordered the gun. So Jack made up eight different loads and lots of five each. Upon receiving the gun and recovering from the urge to have my client's baby, just kidding, I was dispatched to the range to test the loads for grouping. Have you ever fired 40 rounds of 300 Weatherby in one afternoon? Yeah. Anyway, there was a nice older gentleman, at least age 80, at the range, shooting a lovely custom rifle in 20 in 22-250 Remington. He noticed me setting up the Weatherby and came over to ooh and ah a bit. Then he disappeared from my view. Later, as I was nearly finished with my exercise and masochism, and it was getting dark, I touched off around. Almost simultaneously, I heard a loud thump. A few seconds later, the old chap stumbled around the partition that separated my firing point from his. He had a massive nosebleed and was very unsteady on his feet. It seems he laid over the rifle rest area and stuck his head out of the firing port in order to, to quote, see how much fire came out of that monster. His eyes were bloodshot, his speech was slurred, and I was scared. The thump was his head bouncing off the frame of the firing port. After we got the nosebleed stuff, I asked, for the record, just how much fire had come out of the muzzle. He yelled back, being nearly deaf for the time being, and probably until death. Quote, That son of a gun shot a sheet of fire at least eight feet. To this day, I never understand how anyone, much less an experienced shooter, could put their face parallel with and no more than 36 inches away from the muzzle of any weapon, much less a real fire breather. True story. I'm sure the old gentleman has gone to the great range in the sky by now. I'll bet he's bored God and all the angels with the story of the fire breathing Weatherby. Just as I've probably bored you. And that, you know, my dear listeners, is a story about why you should not put your face near the muzzle of a firearm. Next up, we're going to have a... Let me, let me see if I can do the creepy narrator voice. Next up for you, Sergeant D.W. shares a chilling tale of what happened at the shooting range. How was that? Was that, was that okay? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so this is from... It's SGTDW. I'm assuming that's Sergeant D.W. Same forum, same thread. So, he says... About 20 years ago, I used to shoot twice a week at indoor range after work. Well, I went inside and the owner of the range told me that a bunch of security guards were coming to qualify and that I would have to wait until they were finished. Well, in about 20 minutes, several of them showed up and their range officer, who was also carrying a large suitcase, he set the suitcase on the counter and opened it. Inside were 10 or 15 Model 10 and Model 15 Smith & Wessons. They really looked like they'd seen better days, but I was told that whenever a guard is assigned a workstation that requires them to be armed, they pick from the same bunch of revolvers. Well, sitting there, I noticed a very old gentleman standing there in uniform. He must have been around 80. Side note, I wonder if this is just the same guy from the first story. Just having awful luck, but, uh, I, I, well, I don't know about awful luck. Maybe, um, uh, not great judgment at his age but anyway he must have been around 80 well the range officer told them to pick out a revolver and 50 rounds of ammunition step through the glass door 
post their targets, lay the revolvers on the bench alongside with the ammunition, and wait for instructions. The shooting area and the lobby were divided by a half wall made of cinder blocks and lexing glass about waist high to the ceiling. This made watching easy. Being taken by the older gentleman, I stood behind the lexing glass watching him. The range instructor told his officers to draw six rounds, load their revolvers, and again lay them down on the bench with the muzzle pointed down the range. I watched the old fellow pick up the gun, and he was shaking something terrible and was fumbling around with the cartridges trying to get them loaded into the cylinder. Oh, this one's just kind of sad, honestly. Uh, kind of bumming me out. Uh, I, 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 we'll, we'll see it through. Well, he finally did it and laid the pistol down. The range officer then instructed the officers that on his signal they were to pick up their weapons and fire six rounds center mass into their respective targets. The whistle blew and the old fella picked up the gun and tried holding it one-handed toward his target. He was trembling badly and no matter how hard he tried, it seemed to just get worse. All of a sudden, he took his left arm and raised it up and placed his left index finger on the muzzle end of the revolver to study it. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, I don't like this. Uh, I do not like this. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna push through. So I started hollering at the range officer, but the thickness of the wall and lex and glass prevented the officer from hearing me. I tried flapping my arms to get his attention, but to no avail. The range officer blew the whistle, and then came the dreaded report from their guns. I saw the old gentleman fire and slowly lower the gun down, place it ever so carefully on the bench. Then he held up. Oh, then he held up what was left of his finger. I was so upset with this that after the ambulance came and took him off, I had no desire to shoot that day. Well, that is just actually really just sad. Not even like you know, not like pathetic sad or anything. That's just sad. Like I feel feel bad. Also, this guy's eighty. He's trying to get a job as a security guard. I guess props to him for making it that far. Assumedly into the hiring process. Feel bad hope he's okay but that was uh that was scary story number two i think this would be a good time to switch over to the reddit ones which i've already gone through before so this one's from beer battered fish fry family with six children run screaming into a local shop and the oldest boy probably 11 runs straight for the surplus for the surplus bayonets I didn't know how the little rat knew what he would. I don't know how the little rat knew what to do with it, but he fixed it to an M14 copy and started toting it around the store, poking things. Parents seemed resigned to their little domestic terrorists and reenacting all of Vietnam, complete with foul language. Wow. Um, that's maybe the scariest thing we've read on the show. The idea of some 11 year old kid running around with an M14 with a bayonet on it, poking stuff in a store. And then, like, you know, as you don't want to be that guy that's like, kid, stop it. Because, you know, his parents are there. But at the same time, yeah, no, that, that's just uh, probably one of the scariest things we've ever re read on this podcast. But all right, so let's go to the next one. AK Blind. Sorry, I have to get my reading voice back. Not my story, but a friend's. Casual weekend day in the shop. A suspicious-looking guy in a coat walks in, starts looking over the entire shop, hunting gear, reloading, whole nine yards. 
starts looking at everyone in the store and pacing. Finally, the last customer other than him leaves. He goes up to the guy working and goes, So, you guys don't sell guns? My friend lets him know that it, it is, in fact, not a FFL. That they only sell ammunition, accessories, and other miscellaneous parts. Sketchy guy goes, So what's stopping someone from walking in here with a gun and stealing everything? Major red flag. There is a silence before the guy fumbles with the shirt and gets his hand on his revolver. My friend who was working also happens to teach defensive pistol courses, concealed carry courses, and much more. His draw is unmatched by most of my area, so needless to say, he drew his firearm first. The guy instantly dropped his revolver and tried to beg be let go, saying he was, quote, only trying to get the revolver appraised and need it looked at, which is why he drew it, unquote. The police promptly arrested him. Yeah, those are both of those from Reddit are like legitimately terrifying. Like, honestly, most of the the Weatherby one wasn't too bad. I mean, I still feel bad for the old man, but yeah, these three have actually been uh, a little heavy. Definitely some lessons to draw from that. Some good lessons indeed. All right, so let's go with the uh, the one from ChatGPT. Uh, I asked ChatGPT. I told him, you know, what the concept of the episode was and that they could write a story so this is called the haunted shooting range in a quiet isolated town nestled deep in the woods there stood an old abandoned shooting range it was a place that had once been a hub for firearm enthusiasts but now it lay in eerie silence shrouded in mystery one chilly October evening, a group of friends who were avid gun owners decided to explore the range. They brought their collection of firearms, flashlights, and a sense of curiosity. As they entered the decaying building, they couldn't shake the feeling that they were being watched. The range's echoing shots seemed to come alive once more as they fired round after round, but... As the night wore on, strange things began to happen. Guns that had been carefully placed on tables shifted mysteriously. Targets spun on their own as if guided by an unseen hand. The group started to feel uneasy, but they pressed on, attributing the odd occurrences to nerves and their imaginations. That is, until they heard it. Eerie whisper that seemed to echo from dark corners of the range. Unload your weapons, the whisper urged, barely audible. The group froze in fear, trying to locate the source of the voice. Their flashlights flickered, casting eerie shadows on the wall, then one by one. Their guns begin to disassemble themselves as if invisible hands were taking them apart the group watched in terror as the pieces floated in the air hovering menacingly trembling hands they decided to follow the ghostly command they unloaded their guns and placed them on the table the whisper grew louder urging them to leave the range as they fled the haunted shooting range the group couldn't help but wander about the ghostly encounter. 
had the spirits of gun enthusiasts past returned to ensure the safe handling of firearms? Or was it a warning to respect the power of weapons? To this day, the shooting range remains abandoned, a place where the past and present of firearms ownership, a place where the past and present firearms ownership merge in an eerie and unforgettable experience. Wait, so if if the guns were disassembling themselves, like did they just grab like the levitating guns and then unload them like that? And then did they take the guns with them? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, hey, it's chat GPT, so you gotta give it a break. But uh you know how it should have ended. The gun should have like reassembled itself and everything's back to normal, and so they leave. But when they get home, they find that the recoil spring is missing. Oh! <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. So, um, with that, uh, that's all we have. I, As I mentioned, I have a concept in my head. The story is called The Golden Optic. But, I don't know, I feel like I want to do it justice. So, going to ruminate on that a little bit try to come up with something actually uh, halfway decent and uh yeah maybe i can present it to you guys some other point who knows maybe next week but uh yeah for now this has been the gun rack again just want to have a fun episode with some spooky stories a lot of them were uh, a little bit more terrifying uh, especially reading them out loud than i maybe initially had thought but with that being said Again, we really want to emphasize, be careful out there, guys. There's a lot of ways that uh, things can go wrong when you're dealing with firearms. So ju just be careful. Be smart. Remember your training. And uh, until next time, have fun. Stay safe. And we will see you at the range. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.